Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good evening. I'm Dr. Gina, and this is Prime Time. It is six days now until the inauguration of Joe Biden. The National Mall will be shut down for the inauguration. Biden couldn't draw a crowd during the campaign, and now the man who supposedly received the most votes of any president in history and is supposedly the most popular candidate of all time will be denied the pleasure of having the untold, imagined millions of supporters flocking to his inauguration wonder why. The entire city of Washington, D.C. is shut down. The Democrat mayor, along with the Democrat House leadership, have more troops in that city than there are in Afghanistan and Iraq right now combined. So no one saw this coming. Look back just one year ago. The economy was the best of all time. Americans of all demographics, of all races, of all backgrounds were seeing prosperity like the world had never seen. Thanks, Donald Trump. Our troops were being brought home. The world was more peaceful than any other time we could remember. President Trump was crushing into an election year where he was unbeatable. Then a virus came and China changed everything. The economy was shut down, churches shut down, schools shut down, lives upended and lives were lost. The rules of the elections were changed on a whim. Life in this world was changed forever as we know it. Violence broke out in the streets over the summer and then at the U.S. Capitol. And President Trump, who everyone favored to win easily, is leaving office in a few days and has now been impeached a second time. We are told that the horror we saw in Washington, D.C. last week has never been seen before, and they have used that excuse to lock down an entire city and to not allow a crowd to attend an inauguration. Although no one seemed to mind the violence in D.C. four years ago during the Trump inauguration, four years ago, on President Trump's inauguration day, January 20th, 2017, NBC News did a report on what D.C. looked like that day. You can watch. Protesters lined part of the parade route, and in some parts of the Capitol, there were confrontations with police. The anger reaching a boiling point in the nation's capital after President Trump took the oath of office. Police in riot gear facing off against the protesters just six blocks from the inaugural parade. Unleashing pepper spray, concussion grenades, all to disperse the crowd. Burning cars and smashed windows. A small group of protesters dressed in black, their faces covered, armed with hammers and bricks. 
Facing off with thousands of officers on site, many in riot gear, confronting them with flashbang grenades and pepper spray. Before the swearing-in ceremony even began, protesters tried to block checkpoint entrances. During President Trump's speech, several demonstrators were escorted out of the area. Several officers injured during the protest today and more than 100 people arrested. Tonight, thousands of protesters remain in downtown D.C., occasionally facing off with police. We have seen many people injured, both protesters and police officers. <laughs> That footage was caught by many networks, but that was all happening only blocks from our U.S. Capitol. There were no curfews, no lockdowns, no pearl clutching, no feigned outrage by the left. The violence that day and on so many days since has never been called an insurrection or a threat to democracy until now. The one and only time that it can be blamed on Trump supporters. All right, let's head out to our hosts and correspondents around America. First, to our own Carrie Sheffield from Just the News Partners in Washington, D.C. Carrie, what do you have for us today? Hey there, Dr. Gino. Yes, I want to let you know about my reporting, the latest on that front. I spoke with a number of supporters and advisors of the president, some off the record, some on the record, and they tell me that the president is furious about what happened with the impeachment vote. However, he believes that this move will backfire on the Democrats. So the sources told me that the president is also very upset at the Republicans he perceives as disloyal, specifically uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, and outgoing Senator Kelly Loeffler. And the other thing is that the polling actually supports the president here when he says that it looks like this will backfire on Democrats, including also uh, those who within the Republican Party say that if a Republican, there were 10 Republicans who voted for this impeachment, 80% of Trump voters and 76% of Republicans generally are less likely to vote for a member of Congress who votes for impeachment. That's from polling by McLaughlin and Associates. That is run by John McLaughlin, who's a pollster. He was a pollster for the Trump 2020 campaign, and now he's a pollster for the president's PAC. And he found that out. He also found that Americans by a three to one margin oppose putting the impeachment as a priority over the coronavirus. The American people do not want this. Uh, and they, according to John McLaughlin and other folks that I spoke with, they believe this will come back to bite the Democrats going forward. Now back to you, Dr. Gina. Yeah, it's absolutely true, Carrie. And thank you so much for that reporting. Now out to Jessica Rivera in our Real America's Voice headquarters in Denver, Colorado. Jessica, what do you have for us today? Well, Dr. Gina, newly elected Georgia Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene says she will be filing articles of impeachment against President-elect Joe Biden on his first full day as President of the United States, which will be January 21st. Greene also says, quote, 
I would like to announce on behalf of the American people, we have to make sure that our leaders are held accountable. We cannot have a president of the United States that is willing to abuse the power of the office of the presidency and be easily bought off by foreign governments, Chinese energy companies, and Ukrainian energy companies, end quote. Green's reasoning is she is tired of Republicans laying down and allowing the United States to be ravaged. And her push to impeach Biden comes after he was in charge of the foreign policy in Ukraine while he was the acting vice president in the Obama administration, while at the same time his son Hunter Biden served on the board of the Ukrainian gas company Burisma Holdings, a very well-known corrupt company. And Dr. Gina, neither of the Bidens have been found guilty of any wrongdoings, but currently federal authorities are investigating Hunter Biden's business dealings in China, along with some other countries, and are looking into whether he was involved in money laundering and violating tax laws. Thanks so much, Jessica. We always appreciate your reports, and hopefully we will see some resolution to some of this. Uh, hearing that we're already, you know, looking at articles of impeachment makes you realize that this has been a game, uh, unfortunately, that I think is going to be cheapened um, in the days to come politically. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Now on to news editor at Just the News, um, and that is Joe Weber. Joe, what stories are you working on tonight at Just the News? I we'll have to tell you real quick, uh, looking at that videos of um, the protesters uh, trashing the Bank of America and the Starbucks and the McDonald's, I was there when that happened. It's chilling to see that again four years later. Yeah. I hadn't seen the videos, and it was scary. And um, so I hope that doesn't happen again. But a couple of things I think that your uh, viewers might be interested in is try to tie this all together with the unemployment report today. 969,500 people filed jobless, first-time jobless claims last week that's nearly a hundred i mean that's nearly a million and 181,000 more than the week before we've seen this going up this is the most since mid-august and this is sort of the repercussion of the shutdowns across the country where state uh, hardest hits uh, his hospitality industry with hotels and restaurants i can tell you here in washington as you've reported on and everyone is now this town is locked down um you've seen it in california even worse and we had an interesting story about the Associated Press that a lot of these smaller restaurants, the sort of the mom and pops and diners, they're just going to take their chances and they're opening uh, their restaurants, taking a risk that they're not going to get, you know, take the penalties or the fines and, and be it as it may, because uh, they have one of two choices, either do that or shut down. And so that's where we are right now. That's a pretty fascinating situation there. Um, um, it was just it was it was just announced um, from several news outlets that uh, Joe Biden is going to be asking for one point nine trillion dollars to uh, supposedly combat covid and that he's going to ask for fourteen hundred dollars per person in covid release. This is the relief. I'm sorry. This is the same Joe Biden that said nothing when the Democrats were holding up the relief funds that President Trump was requesting from Congress. Uh, Joe, your comments on that. Yeah, that just broke. I saw that. I checked it on my um, on my phone just before I came on here. And what I will say is, again, you know, you saw this happen with in Washington in Congress with the Democrat-controlled House, uh, quote unquote, playing politics with the spending money. With Nancy Pelosi, uh, sort of refused to yield to a, a compromise agreement, uh, which uh, the House, I mean, the uh, White House and the Republicans in the Senate were willing to meet her sort of halfway on the on the amount of money. But she held it out, held it out, held it out. And it really just seemed like they were playing for the long game to make sure they didn't give Trump a win 
and that they would eventually capitulate and give uh, the amount of money that they wanted uh, once Biden got in office. That appears to be what, what's going on right now. Hmm. Well, you know, not very nice to make people wait like that. People need this relief. Thank you so much, Joe. For the American the work. Thank you. Pardon? Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Joe. Keep up the work, good work over there at Just the News. And now we're going to go over to John Fredericks. John, you are still down in Georgia where you've spent most of your time in recent months as since reporting on the Senate runoff election. Um, and, and now what is happening since the dust has settled? Um, we're hearing a lot of the fallout now. Not a lot of news, news media is covering it. Um, we here at RAV are not going to stop covering it until we have all of the answers. Tell us what you know. Well, right now there's uh, one more legal case which is pending, and that's going to be a hearing on Friday in Henry County, Georgia, where lawyers uh, for voters in Georgia have asked the judge in Henry County to give them forensic access to about 150,000 Fulton County mail-in ballots. We have three affidavits from long-time election officials, one of them there for two decades, 20 years of service, got fired, by the way, after she did the affidavit. And um, they proclaim that uh, there were irregularities in the ballots, and they think that up to 30,000 might be counterfeit, might not be real mail-in ballots. Those are the ones, obviously, that came out of that video. So if the judge in Henry County grants the... Uh, uh, the lawyer for the voters the opportunity they'll do a forensic analysis of those ballots and, and come back and, and I as an American hope that there's an explanation for these 30,000 ballots that were on pristine paper not folded and didn't seem to be circled in with a pen or a pencil I hope there's an explanation I would hate to see what happens if they're not and they're found out to be counterfeit that's number one and second thing in Georgia is the four senators that had asked for the petition and to get the signatures in order to hold a special session in getting rid of the Stacey Abrams illegal consent decree by Brad Raffensperger uh, in the Republican-controlled Senate the first day that they convened. All four of them were stripped of their committee chairmanships by the presiding uh, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, who is a Republican. He stripped these four long-serving veteran Republican chairman of their chairmanship, threw them off committees as pure political retribution for attempting to call for voter integrity and for a special session around the January 5th runoff. So Jeff Duncan's answer to trying to make your vote count on January 5th is stripping four veteran senators of committee Chairman, basically the message is, you stand up to me, you're out. That's why they threatened everybody and they followed th through on it. It's a sad day for that. But uh, all of these, can all the, the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the secretary of state, all are going to face Republican primary challenges in about uh, 15 months from now. And I'm telling you right now, uh, Dr. Gina, on your show, every one of them is going to lose big because they have the numbers in Georgia. Maybe the governor's got a donor list, but he doesn't have a party. The party belongs to the people, and they're going to be done with all of them come about 15 months. 
And I guess, you know, here's the thing, John, no one's going to overturn this election at this point. There's going to be no, no change. You know, Joe Biden is going to serve as president no matter what, no matter how much we find, uh, no matter who is, you know, elected in the, in the primary, uh, so on and so forth. So to quote the histrionics of Hillary Clinton, uh, what difference at this point does it make? Well, why it's critical is because um, if these are found to be counterfeit ballots and there's no explanation other than that, it's really going to bring everything into question. It's certainly going to exonerate uh, these senators or anybody else in America that questioned uh, the validity of this election. And for the left-wing fake news legacy media to keep saying baseless claims, you get 30,000, 20,000 manufactured ballots that get uh, put into a machine that are not real, uh, I'd love to see them explain that. The other thing it does is this has got to get fixed going forward. We can't go through this again. And those legislators, legislatures in America that are Republican have to get voter reform. We have to get back to voter ID. We have to get back to paper ballots. We have to do all the things to give confidence that people's vote matters. Right now, they don't have it. Do you see a split in the party? I mean, do you see something really wild happening um, in the party going forward? The 75 million people that voted for Trump, 50 million of those are Trump supporters who believe Gina, Dr. Gina, in the American First agenda. So Mitch McConnell, here's what he has. He has a donor list, a spreadsheet, and a postal permit. He doesn't have a party. We own the party. They just haven't figured it out. And the movement has grown dramatically. Voters are angry. It has it is far eclipsed its current leaders. And the takeover of the Republican Party that you're about to see in the next 18 months is going to play itself out, Dr. Gina, in primary after primary after primary. Let's start with the 10 Republicans in the House that voted for the president's impeachment. I predict right now every one of them are gone. Here's the problem in the U.S. Senate. If they get 17 Republicans to vote for impeachment, to impeach the president after he's out of office, every one of those will lose. Because what, what the establishment in Washington, D.C., talking to Karl Rove and others, bilking them for money, what they don't understand is we've got 50 million fired up, motivated, angry Trump voters that believe in the yep. America First agenda, they're not going away. And the first thing I'm they can do is show up in primaries. They're, they're all going to go. Well, it'll be interesting to see if the Republican Party goes the way of the Whigs and something new, MAGA movement or something is born that uh, takes over, or uh, if the GOP is just taken back over by those who believe so strongly in the MAGA movement. There sure are a lot of votes out there that are going to go somewhere. Thank you so much, John Fredericks. Always appreciate your updates. Coming up, AOC has some really bad ideas, but her latest one, well, it kind of takes the cake. We're going to tell you what that is. Coming up next, more Dr. Gina primetime right after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Prime time. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has some really interesting ideas. Most of them are actually really terrible, but this one may be the worst. The headline over Just the News goes like this. AOC says a way must be found to rein in our media environment so that you can't just spew lies. She made those comments on an Instagram live video. And since many of you have canceled your Instagram accounts or have been banned from the site, here's a little clip of it. We're going to have to figure out how we reign in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. It's one thing to have differing opinions, but um, it's another thing entirely to just say things that are false. Um, and so that's something that we're looking into. Government controlling the media. What an original idea. The Chinese Communist Party would be so proud. Well, here to discuss the host of Actionable Intelligence, seen right here on Real America's Voice weeknights at 6 p.m., right before this show, Governor Eric Greitens. Thanks for being here so much, Governor. Governor, do you think AOC is ignorant enough to believe that she has come up with some great idea that nobody has ever thought of, or has she been studying the history of authoritarian governments and just following the playbook? Gina, this is absolute craziness. The idea that your viewers, that our viewers here at Real America's Voice want AOC to decide the ideas that they can hear, that they want AOC to decide the insights that they can be shared, the idea that they want AOC to decide who's able to publish op-eds, where and when is absolute craziness. And we've seen this from totalitarian regimes across the world. The fact that you have AOC coming out and saying that she wants the government now to step in and decide the stories that are covered by the media is absolute craziness. What do you think she means, though, Governor, by rein in? Uh, what could she have in store for outlets like RAV if she were given that power for just the news, RAV, other outlets like ours that, that are independent and welcome the expressions of all? Well, I don't think we have to guess anymore. I think we now know we can see what the left has in store because they actually, big tech came in and they took the president of the United States off of Twitter, off of Facebook, off of these social media platforms. I have no doubt that if AOC had her way, she'd take down Real America's Voice. She'd take down other alternative conservative outlets. That was what they mean when they say rein in. Interestingly, she didn't say anything about the liberal media and the mainstream media pushing a false Russia collusion hoax narrative for years. This is a story now that we all recognize was completely 
false and it was pushed for years. And AOC isn't saying anything about reining in the people who push that false story on the American people for years. I think it's very clear what they want to do. They want to silence conservative voices. They want to end the ability of their fellow American citizens to hear conservative ideas. And the reason why I think, Dr. Gina, why they want to do that is because they know that they can't win in a fair battle of ideas. This was always the idea at the root of the American Republic was that there was freedom of speech, freedom of expression. You had an open public square so that people could come together and ideas could compete. Citizens could hear all of those ideas and then they could make up their own minds. Well, now it's very clear. AOC wants to make up our viewers' minds for them. I don't think our viewers are going to stand for that. I know you won't, and I certainly won't either. I mean, you know, here's the situation, Eric. I could understand if her complaint were uh, the Ayatollah, you know, being uh, out there and having a Twitter account, uh, because that that account, you know, the so-called president, uh, leader of Iran, is still out there, um, you know, and we know that uh, some of these leaders, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood still has an account on Twitter. Uh, there are numerous leaders of nations who are known for oppressing and killing people, um, just maybe based on their sexual identity or based on their opinions or based on any sort of dissension uh, from th their own regime, right? Um, those kinds of things. Um, um, we, there are leaders of regimes where you're allowed to kill women um, simply for you know, not looking the way you think that that woman should look. Uh, or not acting that way or saying the wrong thing. And it doesn't even have to be proven in a court of law. You can just kill the woman. And these kinds of things, this kind of blatant misogyny, sexism, murder, um, a, a, uh, homophobia, um, murder for sexual identity, things like that, rape of children, perfectly fine with these leaders. And yet they are still out there on Twitter. Now, if AOC were talking about that, we could have a conversation. I don't really believe in, in, you know, in, in suppressing free speech, but if we're talking about leaders of foreign government or if we were talking about child pornography or child trafficking, Eric, I could understand wanting to have a conversation about that. That's not what she's talking about. She's talking about suppressing the free speech of Americans who have opinions that are different than hers. Eric, this is unprecedented territory, isn't it? And as someone who's functioned as a governor, what is your retort to her? Well, first of all, I want to say as, as a Navy SEAL, you know, I served in Iraq. Iran is the leading sponsor of state terrorism around the world. Iran was active in Iraq trying to kill and successfully killing American troops. And yet, it's okay by Twitter standards and by the big tech and liberal media standards for them to continue to talk. But if you're a conservative, and you've got a different opinion, they want to shut you down. And your example about the Ayatollah just shows how absolutely absurd this is. And I can tell you, look, as a governor, one of the things that I was honored to do was to serve all of the people of the state of Missouri. And what that meant was that we served everyone. We served people whether they voted for us or they didn't vote for us. We served people whether they were Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives, independents, had never voted in their life. It didn't matter. If they were a citizen of the state of Missouri, we went out and we served them and we welcomed everyone 
every opinion in the public square. It is a foundational idea at the very root of our republic. It is right there in the Constitution because our founding fathers also understood how essential it is to a free and functioning republic to have freedom of speech, freedom of expression. And what we are seeing now, Dr. Gina, is an unprecedented assault by the left on the ability of their fellow citizens to even hear ideas that aren't coming from the left. I can tell you our viewers, conservatives, people who are patriotic across the country aren't going to stand for it. All right, predictions. It's a time for predictions. It's a new year, and usually during New Year's we have tons of predictions, but we haven't heard a lot of that so far this year. Um, I'm going to give you a chance now, Governor. Um, this new incoming president, Joe Biden, has said he wants to be a president of unity. We haven't heard a lot of unity out of him or his party at this point, but if he wants to be the president of unity, uh, should he not be standing up uh, for the American people, for the First Amendment, against assaults on it, like the one by AOC here, do you predict he will? You know, we haven't seen that kind of courage uh, from Joe Biden yet. Um, we need to see it. We need to see it from our leaders. Unfortunately, he's going to be attacked day after day by these radical leftists, and he hasn't yet shown the courage to stand up and pr definitively come out and say that he won't allow Antifa and Black Lives Matter as activists to loot, to burn, to riot, that he's going to take strong action to protect American citizens, to protect their property, to protect their constitutional rights. We need to have that kind of strong leadership. We haven't seen it yet. Thank you so much for being here, Governor Eric Greitens. Make Always. sure and catch his show, Actionable Intelligence, on our network every single day in partnership with Just the News. Thank you so much. Coming up, there are a lot of similarities between pre-Civil War America and what we are witnessing right now in our politics. And I'm going to lay it out for you coming up next. You're not going to want to miss it. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Stick around. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. We are witnessing a political shift not seen since before the Civil War. Have you been watching? There are some similarities I want to point out to you. There were essentially two economies in the United States then. The slave-based economy of the South and the free market economy of the North. And we see something similar developing right now as corporate oligarchs are bifurcating our economy by attempting to remove Trump and his supporters from the parts of the economy that they control. In the pre-Civil War South, the North saw an economic boom and all the South could do was try to expand their slave economy into the American West. The Democrats, 
who were all solidly pro-slavery, by the way, don't ever forget that, pushed for new states added to the Union as slave states. Now, at this point in history, the Republican Party did not yet exist, as you know. The Whig Party was the other big party of that era to counter the Democrats. But the Whig Party bosses were afraid of losing some of their pro-slavery supporters. So the party leadership, in the ultimate move of political cowardice, decided uh, not to take a position on slavery. They left it out of their party platform, pretending like the issue just simply didn't exist. The Democrat Party had officially voted to become pro-slavery in their party platform. All Democrat politicians were required to be pro-slavery. Does that sound familiar to you? And that's another similarity to where we are today. And modern Democrats are required to be pro-abortion, to pretend like baby lives simply don't exist. Slavery was in their official party platform and was their most important issue of the time. The Republican Party was born overnight because the Whigs refused to take a stand on the issue of slavery. And right now, far too many Republican politicians refuse to take a stand on election integrity and other issues that matter to the heart of conservatives. We all become slaves to the ruling class if we're not even allowed to ask questions about our election process. Elections held in dark are not and cannot be considered free or fair. There are so many questions still hanging out there about the 2020 presidential election, but courts have refused to hear the cases. Election officials have stonewalled and refused to be transparent. Officials in both parties are telling us there's nothing to see here. Move along. The video evidence we have suitcases of and ballots of have been given no explanation and have not been investigated. The witnesses who say they saw fraud are being ignored, smeared, and deplatformed. We are told to ignore all the precincts and swing states where there were more votes than registered voters and all the weird ballot dumps that are skewed to one candidate have been given no explanation at all. We're told to simply accept the results and shut up. The winning candidate rarely left his basement during the campaign, but we're told to believe that he is the most popular candidate of all time. And if you ask questions about this, you will be banned from social media. You might be banned from airlines. You might lose your platform altogether and you might lose your livelihood. The MAGA movement is strong really strong, just like the anti-slavery movement was before the Civil War. The Republicans are at risk of being tossed into the ash heap of history, just like the Whig Party was at that time. President Trump made the Republican Party into a fighting force once again. It was weak before he got there. And if Republican politicians refuse to stand for him and for election integrity, then they will force the MAGA movement into the position where they may have to create their own party, just like the Republicans did when the Whigs wouldn't stand up against slavery. Here with reaction to all of this, former congressional candidate in Florida's 13th district, Anna Polina Luna. Anna Polina, thank you so much for being with us. I said a lot there, but there is a major fracture between red and blue in America. I can't get over the fact that in Georgia, when the Senate races were happening, not only was no one there to observe the official ballot count, Anna Polina, and this isn't me uh, taking this from news accounts or from uh, hearsay, my own husband went and witnessed this. There were about three people there to witness it. One of them was my reporter, um, Heather, from this network right here. One of them was my husband. There was one other person there that was not related to the GOP. The GOP, where were they, you might ask? Well, Ronna McDaniel and her crew 
Uh, they were on Amelia Island sipping cocktails, having a retreat. Did you know that? I actually didn't, and it really surprises me because, I mean, I was out there, we were on the ground, and that is um, really why we're facing what we're facing right now in this country with, I believe, a Marxist push right now and the massive tech censorship and lockdown on the American people. So um, I do believe that what we are seeing right now, if we won a Georgia, at least one of those seats, we would not be in this situation. And, and not only were they not there for the Senate count and for the Senate election that took place in Georgia, that was perhaps the most important election, um, uh, you know, other than presidential election of our lifetime, um, but uh, we count anyway. And, and, but they also were not there in the days following when all of the questions were being answered um, in Congress regarding you know the electoral college and and the support and the voice and the narrative and the commentary of the party might have been important then but they were on vacation on amelia island having a retreat could they not have found another couple of weeks to take their vacation i mean we are definitely seeing that the republican party the establishment republican party has absolutely dropped the ball and this is what i say is that if people do not learn to have a backbone, if our leadership does not change and realize that it's the base, it's the American people, your average blue collar American that really want, wanted to support and elect President Trump into office, um, you know, those elitists in Washington, D.C. that just want to go there and go to those cocktail parties, they forget the base in which they serve. And if they don't actually stand up soon, we will see that the base will fracture altogether. And I completely agree with you earlier in the statement that you said, you know, there are people that are already calling for a new party. Uh, but ultimately, you know, with how much of a well-oiled machine the DNC is currently, what we do run the risk of is our infighting and ultimately losing all control because right now we are in a very dangerous uh, place in American history. And I do believe that in the next 22 months, if we do not take back the House, what we are going to see is a massive scale suppression, something that we haven't seen since this, um, the Civil War. We have seven to eight tens of millions of Americans who put it all on the line to go out there and with an enthusiasm and a vigor rarely seen in politics before, wanted to support this president. And, 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 and the things that I heard from people on the ground, I was there at the Capitol um, on the day of uh, the, the infamous day, uh, only, only a little over a week ago actually, that has remained so strongly in our headlines for all of the reasons that weren't anything that I witnessed, by the way. Um, the people that I talked to on the ground were moms and daughters and, uh, and people who were out there that day because it, it wasn't the hero worship of one man. It was the appreciation for someone who loved America in the ways that they believed America deserved to be loved, in the ways that our founding fathers loved America, um, in the ways that were decentralizing government and handing power back to the people, reducing regulation and handing power back to the small business owners. Um, and, and that's what they saw in this president, a man who said, I'm going to do this, and then had pages and pages at promiseskept.com of the ways in which he did do the things he said he was going to do. Wasn't able to do everything in four years, but, but did so much of what he said he was going to do, and by far more. Uh, than any president in, in, in our living history, um, Republican or Democrat. That's the reason why people were out there on that cold day in Washington, D.C., by and large. Um, and, and those people, they're not just going to shuffle away, are they, Anna Polina? No, you can't just cancel 75 million Americans. And these people 
are now angry. They're angry at the fact that they feel that their voices have been taken from them, that you have big businesses, whether it's Adidas or Ben and Jerry's or Uber Eats or Lyft or whoever these companies are that are choosing to openly engage in political discrimination and suppression. You know, there are so many people, myself included, that fought for this country. And when you see what these establishment politicians are doing and the corruption that currently exists, it's almost disheartening. But for those watching, I tell you that you have a chance to take back this country, get involved in local politics, and fight for what you believe in. Because if you're open about your political opinion, you may lose a few friends. But if you stay silent, we will lose this country. You ran before. Um, I guess I want to ask you two questions. Number one, will you run again? And that's your path. Um, everybody's looking for answers. What can they do? How do you answer that question? Um, I, you know, I have a lot of people that are asking me, and um, my first and, and only reason I ever chose to really turn down medical school and pursue this path is because I believe in fighting for my country. So um, I don't know if I can legally answer whether or not I'll be running, but I can tell you that I'm not going anywhere, and I'm just getting started. And then, you know, for people that are looking for answers, I mean, right now I can tell you that I had heard rumor that um, the president's going to be, one, involved politically in things across the nation, but also, two, that there's other platforms coming online. So I just tell people, you know, vote with your dollar. If you know that businesses, if these big corporations are discriminating against conservatives, don't bring them your business because the one thing that they love more than power is money. And $75 million have a lot of spending power, and we need to ensure that we are not giving these people that would openly support Marxist organizations and agree in political discrimination and the suppression of the American voice that we're not bringing them our business and that we're getting involved locally. I don't care if you run for you know city council. It all matters because all politics start locally, and we need to start taking back this country, and we need to do it soon. Thank you so much. Anna Paulina Luna, make sure you check her out on the social media that still exists. Coming up. I can't believe I just had to say that. Thanks so much. All right. And Nancy Pelosi banned a certain offensive words from being used on the House floor. And then she proceeded to use them herself. More leftist hypocrisy. You can't make this up. David Harris Jr. joins me up next for Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. continue our series on it uh, this canceling of dissenting voices by our corporate oligarch overlords and there is a story over at justthenews.com it starts with this headline in Wednesday night thread Twitter CEO defends banning Trump but says it was a dangerous 
failure. In a recent thread on his own platform, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey posted an abnormally long thread about the suspension of President Donald Trump, Trump's account. I'll get this out. Dorsey said it was the right decision and said it was just a coincidence that all the other outlets censored Trump at the exact same time, that there was no collusion. Yeah, sure, we believe you. Joining me now, somebody who will be kicked off social media one of these days soon. <laughs> it's just one of the places he hasn't been kicked off of already, which only means he's being very effective, is David Harris, Jr. David, welcome to the show. Tell me, does Jack not understand how Twitter works? His long tweet thread was way more than 240 characters. I still haven't gotten to the end of that thread. But, uh, you know, it's cost him a lot of money, and apparently um, it's going to cost him even more money in the days to come. Does he know he made a mistake? Uh, I don't think he does. I, I think he thinks he's right. Uh, I think that these liberal elites absolutely actually do think that they're trying to save something. You know, I think they've bought into the, all the propaganda. They're all in cahoots. They all they all believe that uh, they're they all believe that they're better off than the rest of us, and that they can make decisions uh, for the rest of us. So yeah, I'm down oh. 120, 130,000 uh, followers on Twitter. Uh, they've lost five billion dollars in market share. I, I hear. Uh, but hopefully they lose a lot more. Hopefully a lot more Americans wake up and say, you know what, you're not going to be my corporate overlord and my uh, dictator in chief of, of who I can watch and listen to on social media. Yeah. Well, as for me, I transferred most of my stuff over to Clout Hub, who owns a lot of their own technology. But, you know, you wait by the day for them to try to figure out how to take it away from Clout Hub as well, or many of the other platforms that are out there. David, when the new House members were sworn in this session and the new rules were voted upon, the Democrats sought to eliminate words like father, mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, any gender-specific language, uh, because it's not gender-inclusive, uh, from being used on the House floor. But Nancy has already broken her own rule. Here's part of her speech yesterday on the House floor. I stand before you as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a daughter. A daughter whose father proudly served in this Congress. David, I mean, you know, the only good thing about the masks is that you really can't understand much that she says. <laughs> I think that's I don't think we can understand much of what she says. She tried to say anyway. Uh, it that, that's a good like point too. Through a mask. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I mean, how many gender-confused people did Nancy Pelosi just offend right there in one soundbite, David? Yeah, well, that shows that that shows the difference in opinion between their own party. You've got these progressive left liberals that want to completely shred shred any sense of our identity away. I believe personally, it's it's an anti-Christ movement. I think we all get our identities, especially those who are awake to this. We get our identity from God. And uh, he created us special and unique. So I'm just waiting for the ball to drop and for them to target Bibles because God is referred to as a he, as a father. Uh, I don't think it's going to stop at just where they're starting. And uh, even Nancy Pelosi can't keep to their own new rules uh, that they're trying to push on the rest of us. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, comrades are supposed to comrades are supposed to all look alike. All right, David, buckle up. It's time for our meme of the day. Now, on the left, we have a picture of the left a few months ago rioting and burning, and then the yeah. picture of the left today clutching their pearls and feigning outrage. David, pretty accurate, huh? It's absolutely accurate. It's it's it should be funny, but it's really just sad that we as the it American is. people are are being lied to nonstop 
by the main by the bulk of the mainstream media. Thank God for you and yep. your network and individuals like you uh-huh. and your network and myself that are trying to bring the truth. But uh, yep. you know, it, that's the that's the hypocrisy of the left. They 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 yep. sat on their hands. They didn't get up and say anything. Biden didn't denounce the violence. They actually encouraged yep. it. Uh, through multiple of their speeches, from Kamala to yes. uh, Pelosi to Schumer denying that anything was even happening. I mean, and now they want to be all aghast about something that took place over a few hours. Exactly. Uh, and, and wasn't exactly, was David. a shred of, yeah, it was horrible. Thank you so much, David. We are out of time. And now it's time for doctor's orders. Now, Liz Cheney might think she can speak for conservatives. But to my knowledge, nobody authorized her comments yesterday. And the reality is that few knew she would collude with Democrats to make the drive-by House impeachment look like a bipartisan debacle. That sort of reactionary politics does not represent most conservatives I know who are rather thoughtful and deliberate. They know their history. They would never do something so impulsive and immature. Nothing about the conservative MAGA movement seems to have really changed. Trump conservatives still intend to require politicians to walk in the steps of Donald J. Trump. They still require promises made, promises kept, and will require a long list of accountability, like you can read at promiseskept.com, of their politicians going forward. Donald J. Trump will still be considered the leader of the movement and the leader of the party that will be on the ballot in 22 and 24. You can guarantee that. The party name can remain nameless for the time being because the GOP who went on vacation and was missing in action on the Georgia Senate Election Day, the one who didn't staff polls or ballot processing sites, the one who didn't show up on the day that Trump supporters came together to defend the yes, corrupt election against the media and the communist activities that corrupted it, that GOP, they have a lot of explaining to do to the MAGA movement. For now, the heart of conservative movement is the MAGA movement, and it is MAGA alone. And that movement continues to support their president, who has been accountable to who they believe is we, the people. And the MAGA movement will be kicking tail and taking names in the elections to come. You can be sure of that. Expect primary challenges of the so-called traitors uh, that they believe they've seen out there to the movement, like Liz Cheney and Mittens Romney and others as they refer to them. The left has their blacklist, but the MAGA movement has their list of politicians to challenge in the primaries to come. So for those Americans who are still believers in the Constitution, believers in peaceable assembly, just as they have always been, and in the justified defense of their right to elect outsiders like Donald Trump, who are accountable only to the American people, not to China, big corporations, big media, or other corrupt entities, it's their time to make their voice known. On January 20th, I expect to see those in the MAGA movement sporting their colors. Trump flags, USA hats, American flag, everything. Let it be another peaceful protest that will be seen across America to show the haters and the left and the corporate free speech censors that freedom-loving Americas are legion and not going anywhere and that they are undaunted. That's your doctor's orders for today. Thank you for joining me tonight, and thank you to everyone here at your new home for real news here at Real America's Voice, RAV TV, live from Studio 6B, up next with Damon and the crew. They'll be sure to make you laugh, so hug your children, love your God, go boldly now, and live the truth. Good night, everybody.